Today's episode of the Roger Hoover Podcast is available on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on Stitcher. And the Roger Hoover Podcast is proud to be part of the River City Rogue Podcast Network. For the best local blogs, vlogs, and podcasts on sports culture and entertainment, head to RiverCityRogue.com. Bold views from the bold city and beyond. And welcome to this episode of the Roger Hoover Podcast. I am Roger Hoover, and it's great to be with you on this Tuesday, December 13th, 2016. I'm recording from the Tuscaloosa, Alabama studios of the podcast, and it has been a while. I know the last episode we had was at the end of September when I gave some memories of Jose Fernandez, who had just passed away uh, tragically earlier in the week, and since then, a lot has happened, Uh, not just with my life, but also with uh, what's going on in the world. And the main thing that's happened for me has simply been travel. I have been traveling uh, all over the place, whether it's going back to Jacksonville for some work, uh, going to Tennessee for some basketball games, Uh, even Alabama travel has taken me uh, all over the place. But It's going to be with you for the podcast again. Uh, I do apologize for the two-month gap in episodes, but I think I stated on the original episode that that could happen from time to time. It's been incredible to see what has happened in the last couple of months, and won't get into it too much on this podcast. I do want to get to the interview with Gary Stoken. He is the president and CEO of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, and he was in Tuscaloosa yesterday to formally invite the Alabama Crimson Tide to the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl that will be played on December 31st. But do want to hit on a couple of things that have happened since I last had an episode of the podcast. First of all, the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series. What an incredible ride it was for the Cubs. Uh, I watched really every playoff game was locked into each and every one. Of course, the Cubs are my boyhood team and the team that my parents really passed on to me. So it was amazing to see the Cubs have the run they did. Uh, I was even wondering whether or not they would get out of the division series against the Giants, but they were able to do that. Uh, great series against the Dodgers where, again, they fell behind. It didn't look great, but uh, the Cubs really rallied, and it was so much fun to be in Kingsport, Tennessee uh, the night the Cubs clinched the National League pennant, the first one since 1945, but I was uh, able to celebrate that with my mom and dad. Uh, I was back in Kingsport for a wedding, and it just worked out perfectly. I got to watch game six with them as the Cubs beat Clayton Kershaw and won in Wrigley Field. Had a great celebration. We had celebration as well in Kingsport with champagne, and just uh, it was exciting. And I think that moment, winning the pennant, was just so big. It was just such a huge monkey off the back, you know, especially. My Cub thoughts are always tied to my father, and he was born in 1950 and has been a fan pretty much all his life, ever since he uh, became a fan of Ernie Banks in the 50s, and that Cub fandom has sustained him through uh, his entire life and passed on to my mom and myself. So when the Cubs were going to the World Series against the Indians, we decided we were going to go. Uh, We didn't have tickets, and ticket prices were astronomical. God bless all of you that were able to go, but it was a very expensive ticket. But we went to Chicago uh, the day before Game 3, had dinner at Harry Carey's, and uh, got to see Chip Carey. It was fun to talk with him. He was in town doing some reports for Chicago's Fox station. And it was incredible to be around Wrigley Field. I walked around, did a Facebook Live video 
before game three. Went to a few places in Wrigleyville, and uh, just the atmosphere was incredible. And uh, especially just even in uh, midtown downtown Chicago, where you don't always see people wearing Cubs gear. I mean, it was everybody in Cubs gear. I don't care if it was people working at the hotel, at a Starbucks, any stores that had nothing to do with baseball or the Chicago Cubs. People were extremely locked into it. So it, it was incredible to see. It reminded me of what I've seen pretty much all my life growing up in Tennessee with people getting dressed up and excited for a Tennessee football game day, but uh, this was on a much larger scale, and it was incredible to see. Uh, incredible to see the way the Cubs came back from being down 3-1. I got to listen to the comeback in Game 5 on my way to Florida, where I spent some time in the very end of September – at the very end of October and into early November, I had to be there because the Jacksonville Suns are now the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. We had a great event at the Times Union Center in downtown Jacksonville, right on the St. John's River, introducing the Jumbo Shrimp, and the reaction has been overwhelming. It's It's been incredible to see how many people really do like the new name, and uh, I've enjoyed it getting the merchandise, and I think a lot of people are going to be huge fans of the Jumbo Shrimp when we hit the field. Uh, Nationally, we got way more coverage than we expected, and there's just a really good feeling around everybody with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp that it was time for a rebrand, and now the Jumbo Shrimp are here, and it is going to be so much fun to have this inaugural season of Jumbo Shrimp Baseball coming up in 2017. I mentioned I was there for the press conference. That was the day of Game 7 of the World Series. I rushed back to Kingsport, and once again, a very similar scene played out. I got to watch the game with my mom and my dad, even as it went in to extra innings through the rain delay. Uh, Zobris gets the big hit. The Cubs go on top and win the ball game, and it was just exciting. The three of us stood up and cheered, and it was an unbelievable type cheer almost. It was like we were gasping for air. We could not believe what had just happened, a life-changing event. Some tears were shed, and it's just incredible that the Cubs are the World Series champions, and I don't think I'll ever get tired of saying that. I even go to my dad every now and then. I go, hey, the Cubs are the world champions, even though it's been uh, about a month or so since the Cubs actually won the World Series. But that was great. The day after that, I got to do my first Tennessee men's basketball game, which was a big deal to me. I got to call the exhibition game between the Vols and Slippery Rock on SEC Network+. Plus. Later on that weekend, I got another big opportunity with SEC Network Plus calling the Lady Vols against Carson Newman in their exhibition game. Carson Newman obviously means a lot to me since I was a play-by-play broadcaster for Lady Eagles basketball for two seasons. Even some of the players when I was at Mossy Creek were still on the roster, so it was great to see them. Coach Mike Mincy does a great job, and it was fun to work uh, as well with former Lady Vol Andrea Carter. That was the first time she'd ever done a TV-style broadcast, and she did a fantastic job, and I'll be coming up later later on to do another Tennessee Lady Vols game in late December. But that was a lot of fun. Alabama women's basketball is off to a very good start as well. The Crimson Tide began the season 7-0, had a dramatic win against Kansas the Sunday before last to get the Crimson Tide to 7-0. Alabama was down three with about 10 seconds left, and right before the buzzer sounded in the fourth quarter, Hannah Cook nailed a contested three-pointer from the top of the key that forced overtime. Alabama would then out score Kansas 15 to 9 in the overtime period 
to get the win. So that was really exciting to get to 7-0. And then this past weekend, the Crimson Tide went to Washington, D.C. We had an outstanding tour of the United States Capitol. Got to go on the floor of the House of Representatives chamber and also the Senate chamber. See the old Supreme Court, the old Senate chamber, uh, the Capitol Rotunda. It was just an incredible, incredible tour. And we also got to see the Lincoln Memorial. And also got to go to what for many of the players was their first NBA game. It was mine as well seeing the Washington Wizards they had a nice win against the Milwaukee Bucks so great weekend in Washington DC last night was a big thrill for me as well I got to host Hey Coach for the first time the call-in show for Alabama athletics that is broadcast across the state on the Crimson Tide Sports Network and also around the world on TuneIn Radio and the internet but got to do that with Alabama gymnastics coach Dana Duckworth and also head coach Christy Curry for the Alabama women's basketball program but huge thanks to Chris Stewart for letting me fill in there it really was a thrill to be a part of Hey Coach for the first time an interview I recorded for Hey Coach but ultimately did not get to play due to time constraints was an interview with the CEO of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, Gary Stoken, and he was in Tuscaloosa yesterday for a press conference along with Athletics Director Bill Battle and Coach Nick Saban for the formal invite to the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl that is serving as a national semifinal for the college football playoff. It's number one Alabama taking on number four Washington and then the winner of that game will take on the winner of Ohio State and Clemson in Tampa for the national championship game. But it's still like the old bowl system. They formally invite you to the bowl. Um, the Tuscaloosa media were fed Chick-fil-A at lunch and they had a really great event and I had an opportunity to catch up with Gary Stoken has really been a driving force in athletics in Atlanta for many, many years, especially with his work for the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl and also the Dodd Trophy, which we'll discuss in this interview. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Gary Stoken. Now here in Tuscaloosa, and how excited are you to be here to formally invite the Crimson side of this great game? Well, it's just so special for us to never have had Alabama play in the old Peach Bowl, the Chick-fil-A Bowl, or now the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in 49 years. And then to get Alabama when we have host the national semifinal game of the college football playoff, and then for Alabama to be number one, I mean, you can't write a script any better than that. And there's been a really special relationship between the city of Atlanta and Alabama, especially in the Nick Saban era. Well, Nick, I mentioned to Nick up there when we were taking pictures that, uh, you know, I remember calling uh, his house in uh, Baton Rouge 16 years ago and Terry Saban, his wife, answered and said, please tell me we're coming to Atlanta. Please tell me we're coming to Atlanta because that was LSU. Nick had just started the program there, and uh, I said, yeah, pack your bags. You're coming to Atlanta, and she yelled out a scream, and I reminded Nick that that was 16 years ago since we've been able to have him back in our bowl game. So this is special. Nick's a, Nick's a good friend, a good person, um, to me a better person than a coach. And I think he's the best coach in the business and maybe the best coach in history uh, after all this is done. So, yeah, it's, it's special for us in Atlanta to host Alabama, who has you know some of the most, if not the most, passionate fan base in the country. A lot of those fans live in Atlanta. A lot of them volunteer for our game. So, yeah, there's a special relationship between us and Alabama. 
And you can always go back to 2008 when Alabama started its season against Clemson. And Coach Saban even mentioned during the press conference that's a game that really got Alabama on the map. Well, it is. I mean, I think in 2008 when uh, we started the kickoff format, uh, you know, Clemson was ranked number nine. I think Alabama was number 25. They came over one handily, 34 to 10. And they were on the cover of Sports Illustrated, Alabama's back. And as Nick mentioned, that started the evolution of the, the great dynasty run that Alabama's been on to this day. And then for the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl itself, uh, wasn't a part of the BCS Bowl games, but what was the process like of getting the Peach Bowl to this point where it can be part of the playoff? That's a great question. It's kind of ironic, too, because we made a bid for the BCS in like 2006 when they went to a double host model. They started the championship game. We didn't win the bid. They went. They double hosted with the existing four bowls. And so we said, well, let's, let's create a BCS Bowl on the front side of the season. And that's what led to the formation of the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. And now to think since 1998 when, we, when the BCS started, we've been trying to get into it. We didn't make it, but here we are in the next iteration, which is the college football playoff and hosting number one against number four. It's a, it's a great story. It certainly is, and there's a lot that goes into uh, the planning and the execution of this game. What's your role during the college football season? Well, we, we do a few things. Number one is, um, you know, obviously we have our kickoff game to start the season. And then we go out and see uh, teams that we think could be in our game because we want to build, uh, obviously, relationships. Easier done in the ACC and SEC where we had a contract with those two conferences. So we reach out to the Big Ten and the Big 12 and the Pac-12 uh, because we've never had those teams in the Chick-fil-A Bowl or Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. So we do a lot of that. And our staff, which is the best in the business, uh, we had a plan this year to be ready to play the game by November 30th. And so they've done a lot of work to get everything ready. And we think when you come to Atlanta, you'll see something special. Uh, It'll have a national championship game feel when you come into the city of Atlanta during the week of uh, December 25th through the 31st. Yeah, you mentioned that week the game is on the 31st, but what can you tell us about the events that lead up to the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl? Well, for the fans, there's a lot to do in Atlanta. Obviously, great shopping and great restaurants, but um, you know, having the College Football Hall of Fame is a must-see in Atlanta. And then to go to the aquarium, which is the largest in the world and the best in the world, the uh, CNN Center's right there, downtown, the Civil Human Rights Center, the world of Coca-Cola, the Ferris wheels right there. I mean, all within 100 yards of each other. So a lot to do there. Our zoo is fantastic. Um, And then for our events, um, we have our parade that leads off the day that'll go through Peachtree into Centennial Olympic Park and then right into our Fan Fest. And our Fan Fest will have 35,000 people there. It's a remarkable experience. The teams will actually walk through our Fan Fest. So the players get a chance to see their families. They're the last thing they see before they walk into Georgia Dome. And the fans get a chance to uh, see the players as, as they walk into the Georgia Dome. So that's, that's a pretty cool feeling. Alabama's taking on Washington. Their head coach, Chris Peterson, a recent winner of the Bobby Dodd Trophy. Also, Nick Saban, a recent winner of the Bobby Dodd Trophy. What can you tell us about that trophy and what do those two have to do to earn that honor? I appreciate that question. Uh, we're, we're the sponsor of the Dodd Trophy and manage the Dodd Trophy. And it has become the preeminent and the most coveted college football coaches uh, award in the country. Primarily because it's done uh, in the realm of the coach that does the most on and off the field. So yeah, you have to win, obviously, but it's, it's three tenets are scholarship, leadership, and integrity. 
So your APR comes into play with your graduation rates of your students, uh, what you do in your charitable time as a coach, and then lastly what you do on the field. So and both Chris Peterson when he was at Boise State and Nick Saban here at Alabama have done remarkable things in their community, uh, but also remarkable things with their student athletes in the in the classroom. So uh, we recognize that, and um, you know it's it's very special. We've never had both coaches. We've had one or the other, but never had both on the same field at the same time. So that's going to be special for the Dodd Trophy. And also you mentioned this is the most significant college football game that's been played in Atlanta. It's also going to be the last college football game that's going to be played at the Georgia Dome. What has that facility meant to the city of Atlanta, especially with the sport of college football? Yeah, gosh, I hate to see the Georgia Dome leave. I mean, we were over there with some bowl guys at the SEC championship, and they said, you're really going to knock this thing down? They said, can we just get some tractor trailers and lift it and move it to our city? Uh, Because I, I believe, and I've been in Jerry Jones Stadium, he's done a remarkable job with that stadium. And it has all the trappings. But when you talk about sight lines and compactness and atmosphere, to me there's no better indoor facility in the country than the Georgia Dome. So, yeah, we'll be bidding it goodbye in a good way with having a semifinal, number one against number four. And then we'll look forward to uh, the Chick-fil-A kickoff game next year with two top five teams, i got to believe, in Florida State, Alabama. Uh, opening the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is going to be just an incredible facility. Yeah, how often have you been over there to check out the progress it's making and then uh, not only the excitement to start next season, but to end the college football season next year with the national championship game? Uh, That's a great point. It's a great two-year run for us to have a semifinal game, and then next year we'll play on January 1st. Our Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl will lead into the Sugar and the Rose, which will host the semis, and then a week later, the national championship game. And to kick off the first week, we'll have two games. We'll have Florida State-Alabama, and then we'll have Georgia Tech and Tennessee. Both will be sellouts, um, but a great way to open the new stadium, uh, which will host the SEC championship game, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, future Chick-fil-A kickoff games, and January 8th, the national championship of college football will be played in Atlanta. Looking forward to it. Hopefully Alabama will be heading there as well. But uh, just thank you for joining us, and also thanks to you and your hardworking staff getting this game ready in Atlanta. Oh, thanks so much. We, we look forward to hosting you. Thank you. conversation with Gary Stoken, the president of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, and best of luck to the Crimson Tide in that game on December 31st in the national semifinal, and hopefully Alabama can win that ball game and make it to the national championship game in Tampa against the winner of Ohio State and Clemson. What's up next for me? I've got a busy week. Basketball once again. Georgia State coming to town on Thursday for the fifth grade fast break game in Tuscaloosa coming up on Thursday morning at 11.30 a.m. And then another big game coming up against Georgia Tech on Saturday. Following that, Alabama will play in the Patrick Harrington Tournament in Niceville, Florida. So I've got a lot of travel coming up. We're getting closer to the holidays as well. Hopefully more podcasts are on the way. I'm trying to line up some more guests now that my travel schedule has calmed down a little bit. It'll especially get calmer once we start January. And once we start January, we might as well start getting ready for baseball season because it will be here before you know it. But thanks again, everyone, for listening. It has been fun to revive the podcast for a little bit. And until next time, play the wall, Troy. I remember the night and the Tennessee walls. Only you know how much I have lost. Yes, I lost my little darling the night they were playing that beautiful 